Welcome to the G-Spot, the podcast that discusses topics relating to sex, dating and relationships with a focus on pleasure, connection and education. I'm your host, Heidi G, sex and relationship therapist, and I believe we are all entitled to a fulfilling sex life and relationships. The G-Spot, the best sex and relationship education you'll ever get. Hi and welcome to the show. Today we're talking about the art of orgasms and joining me once again is my favourite guest, Christine Delosier. Now Christine is an acupuncturist and a herbalist in private practice. She specialises in sexual health, treating all orientations and identities. Christine holds a master's degree in acupuncture, traditional Chinese medicine and counselling. During her education, she studied Chinese dietary therapy and earned a certificate as a holistic nutritional counsellor. Early in her practice, she treated numerous men for erectile issues with acupuncture, who ended up having significant improvement in their sexual satisfaction. After seeing how meaningful this improvement was to their lives, she specialised in sexual health, expanding her practice to all who seek it. She wanted to do more to help them connect with their partners and bring joy to their relationships. Welcome again, Christine. Hi, Heidi. Thank you so much for having me on the show. No worries. So thought we would talk about orgasms today for vulva owners, the Uh, orgasms. Love talking about orgasms. Yeah, one of my favorite topics. Now, I know that there are some vulva owners, women, who have never experienced it or who have difficulty experiencing an orgasm through uh, during partnered sex. And what I have seen, especially in my practice, is that some people get so distressed by this. Is this something that you've come across? Absolutely. In fact, I would say that's one of the chief complaints of my female patients is difficulty achieving orgasm mm. because, you know, and, and of course, part of this, there, there's a few different reasons that we're looking at. It's, you know, they feel like they're defective, like there's something wrong with their body. I mean, this there's this expectation that females should orgasm in the same amount of time as males, yeah. um, for one. I mean, then there's the whole issue of, you know, does their partner know how to please them? Mm. Has that person taken enough time to learn how to please them? Yeah. Is there an open communication? And then, you know, then we have unique, um, uh, you know, physiological things that we want to consider, like how quickly are nerves firing to and from her genitals mm-hmm. um, or uh, his or her genitals? Um, and how much blood is flowing? Is there adequate blood flow? That's those are big physiological issues. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there, there are ways to definitely improve those, those factors so that, you know, at least we're more receptive when we are in the, in the mood. But, but I see that all the time. It's a huge, huge issue for vulva owners for sure. Yeah. And look, orgasms are the peak of sexual excitement. It's a feeling of pleasure and erotic sensation and I mean, I've experienced an orgasm. I've experienced many orgasms. It's fantastic. Love it, right? But why do you think so many women get distressed 
by this, by not being able to experience it during partnered sex or maybe have never experienced it before or having some kind of difficulty experiencing it? Why do people get so distressed by it? Well, I think one of the reasons is that the they're expected to orgasm. Yeah. Their partner expects them to orgasm because that gives their partner a, a sense of having done well, mm. as of being a competent lover. Mm. Um, there's a lot of ego ego things that are involved there. You know, that's one. Number two, they simply want pleasure just like anybody else. Yeah. And so number three, it can cause issues in the relationship. I mean, it's not just about competence for the partner. It's also about most people want their partner to be enjoying sex. And some people gauge how much they're enjoying it by the orgasm. You know, Mm -hmm. everything, the whole act is centered around the big O. You know, when are we going to get there? You know, sex, you know, begins with trying to orgasm, ends with orgasm, you Mm -hmm. know. And um, so, so that's, you know, kind of what's it's considered like this race to the finish line. Um, of course, there's so much more to sex than that that can be really savored and enjoyed, but that's what we tend to focus on. Mm, absolutely. And I know myself that I've had a lot of sexual experiences where I didn't experience an orgasm, but I really enjoyed myself. I It felt great. The connection was great. The energy was great. We both had fun. Yeah, I've had experiences like that before too. Um, and I've also had, you know, experiences where my partner thought that that's all I should want, you know, is that, is the intimacy, you know, like, oh, great. Boy, I had a wonderful orgasm. You know, was it good for you too? You know, and when I clearly had not, you know, had not had one (laughs) and, um, and my partner wasn't, you know, didn't think that the next step was, you know, making an effort to mm-hmm. to please me. So I've had I've had that experience too. I mean, it's it, you know, it, the whole sex act can be great and it it has been great without an orgasm. I mean, most women don't orgasm as frequently as as males do anyways. Um but we want a partner who actually who at least makes the effort, you know, who who does think about our our pleasure. Mm-hmm. And I think a big part of that also comes back to us in terms of self-pleasure. And this is where I'm a big advocate for masturbation. Masturbating to get to know your own body, experience different sensations, know what feels good, what works, what doesn't work so great, um, because that's also an indicator of, okay, well, I need a bit more of this or this helps or I quite enjoy this and this is what you communicate to your sexual partner let's try this or let's work on this yeah i mean vulva owners who are happiest sexually are those who feel the most comfortable communicating what they like and dislike to their partners those who feel comfortable touching their own bodies and pleasuring themselves and really exploring um their their own sexuality and um you know a lot research has proven this as well um that when we want to touch ourselves when we like touching ourselves, when we like our bodies and, and all those things, we can, it, it's way easier for us to help our partner to, to please us. Yeah, absolutely. And I do say to clients, don't be afraid to introduce sex toys, 
to add more lube. Um, I have to say recently I've been adding more lube and it really does work. It helps a lot Um, because research out there shows that 70 to 80 percent well, vulva owners are more likely to, 70 to 80% more likely to orgasm by adding lube. And mm. I can certainly say that that is definitely the case. Yeah. Um, and also not being so focused on the end result. Okay, I need to orgasm. But enjoying the moment, being present in the moment, enjoying the journey, enjoying the sensations and experience with your partner. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because it all is pleasurable, you know, mm. and I feel like that it does, it puts a lot of pressure on us to, to just focus on the orgasm because, um, you know, whether that happens or not, the, the experience itself is, at least it should be enjoyable, but, um, and it kind of just is like missing, uh, the, the trees for the forest, you know? Um, but having said that too, I read this, article in this magazine and it did kind of highlight I think a misconception about female orgasm Mm -hmm. the guy in it was saying you know what he said was women like the intimacy of sex they don't need a big orgasm you know so I understand he what he was he was encouraging males to you know stop focusing and putting so much pressure on themselves to give her an orgasm because women don't care as much about orgasms. They like the intimacy. And so he encouraged women to tell their partners that, that, Hey, I'm, it's, it's okay. Um, you know, I'm not all about the big, Oh, I, I just like the closeness. And I thought, you know, oh, and he said, you know, if, if you can communicate that with your partner, everybody will be a lot happier. And I mm-hmm. thought, everybody, everybody, who's everybody? Mm-hmm. Everybody's not including her for sure. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. if, you know, it's fine if it doesn't happen. But I would say, okay, if I had to think of, this is generally targeted towards males. Mm-hmm. Um, males tend to really, really want to have the, com- you know, feel competent. Mm-hmm. Very few of them actually make the effort to learn about pussies and about their partner, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you want to feel like a great lover, like you're a Casanova, you have to put the legwork in. But what's expected is that the, that women dole out the, the praise without it actually happening so that they don't offend their partner. Mm. And that is something that we have to really advocate for ourselves um, to change. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, And also, it's funny, I was just thinking as well, a lot of of what I'm hearing, um, not only with my clients, but on social media as well, and people um, private messaging me, about um, female ejaculation and squirting, thinking mm. I've got to get my partner to squirt because that is an indication to me that my partner has had mind-blowing sex, that I've done my job. And it's funny when I challenge people on that, um, they get all, oh, oh, but no, 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 and sort of disregard what I'm saying. But no, it's all about the squirt it's all about that and it's like actually no you're making this about you yeah you're yes. not making this about 
the person you're having sex with. Remember there's two or more, you know, how <laughs> we'll just say two people, um, you know, present in the room. It's not just about you and your ego. Yeah, exactly. And again, yeah, it's making it about that person's um, level of competence rather than about their partner's pleasure. Mm. And the thing about it is this is what I see a lot. And this isn't like a whole like, let's do some male bashing here. It's yeah. it's really not um, because there are a lot of guys who try really hard. And there are a lot of guys who are just they're superstars when it comes to really focusing on their partner and their partner's pleasure. Yeah, but yeah, but but the the thing about it is a lot of times it's they achieve a certain level of competence and then say, "Oh, I'm done." You know, they ask a few buddies, they talk about it, they talked about it a couple times in high school, and maybe they looked up a couple things online, and then all of a sudden they feel like they are really good at, you know, eating pussy or mm-hmm. um or pleasing their partner in other ways. But a truly exceptional lover will take the time to find out what works with their partner because every partner needs different pressure. Every partner needs um, different types of stimulation. You know, you can't just go at the clit uh, the same with every woman. Some women are going to think you're you're doing it so light that that they don't feel anything. Others are going to feel annoyed because it's too hard of pressure. Um, and, and some women like to have vaginal penetration while they're, um, you know, they're being pleasured. Some like Mm -hmm. anal penetration, some people like their, their nipple stimulated. Every woman or every vulva owner, excuse me, is different and unique. And you have to set your ego aside. You have to humble yourself to say, you know what? I want to be the kindest lover that I can be. And therefore I take the time to focus on my partner, to ask her, do you like this? Should I go harder? Should I go softer? Is this the right spot? Am I getting it right? Because that's another issue, of course, entirely is, you know, getting the target. If, mm-hmm. if, if the clit and the sensitive spot are like a bullseye, um, many, many lovers, while they're stimulating it, kind of, it's almost like they're whacking it like a pinata blindfolded where sometimes they're getting it right. They're kind of alternating between hitting this spot and kind of missing the spot, going next to it, hitting it, missing it. And, and under those circumstances, that's not very pleasurable, you know? Mm-hmm. So it takes practice. It takes dedication. It takes humility to really um, have a partner who is, um, who's actually willing to put forth the effort. Yeah, and I think that you've raised a really important point as well, that every body is different. The amount of times I've heard, well, you know, this worked on my previous partner or my other partner, you know, used to be able to do X, Y, and Z and it worked. And I keep saying to my clients that we are different. What worked on one person doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work on this person. And also, this, you know, one, um, maybe one or two moves that worked with your current partner or the person you're with might not work with them tomorrow. It's about experimenting and it's about enjoying experimenting as well. Not, oh God, if we don't get this right, then, you know, there's something wrong with us or, you know, and get so distressed. It's about, hey, let's try this and let's have fun trying it. 
because it's right. fun is taken out of it. It's like because it's so, again, so focused on the end goal. It's like let's have fun experimenting. Let's have fun um, enjoying this and, you know, experiencing this together and know that, hey, it might take a bit of time to do this and that's okay. Why would we want to rush? Right, exactly. And the thing about it is, um, you know, I had a boyfriend, for example, who he would get annoyed if it took me a long time to orgasm. Mm, yeah. He would make make it so obvious, oh, my neck's getting sore or my um, hand is getting sore, all these complaints. And it just made it even more difficult. It made it less pleasurable, more difficult. Whereas I've had other partners who were so excited to please, mm. you know, there's a lot of research on how long it takes for a female body to orgasm versus a male body. And there's quite a difference. Mm. Um, typically males can, can achieve orgasm within six minutes with a, a partner, whereas females, it was an average of 14 minutes, but that was after she was fully aroused. Mm. So that means after initial stimulation, um, full engorgement of the clitoris, yeah. um, lubrication, all of those things. Then, So when, when we're talking about start to finish, it could easily be 30, 40, 50, 60 minutes or more. And um, and that that's an investment. You know, it, okay. you just have to ask, you, are, do you want to make that investment? Because it is longer and, you know, making her feel like she should be the same as a male is not is not going to lead to the most enjoyable um, sex. I just love it when I have a partner who's who just loves the vulva. Mm. He loves looking at it. He loves everything about it. Everything about it turns him on. Um, oral sex turns him on, giving all of those things. It makes me able to relax and enjoy the experience and just completely feel pampered and feel honestly like, um, uh, like a princess, like I'm just, you know, getting this special treatment. And again, you've brought up some, some really important points. I'm taking too long or they're probably uncomfortable or they're probably thinking something's wrong with me. Um, that comes up a lot. And also what you said about, you know, pampering, the pampered pussy. I love that. And I have to say I love that um, <laughs> that chapter in your uh, book as well, the pampered pussy. <laughs> um, it's, oh, my goodness, it is so, so important because, yes, you know, sometimes we are self-conscious. What if I'm taking too long? What, what do I look like down there? What do I taste like? What do I smell like? And I have to say a recent experience um, I've had is when the person I was with um, pampered my pussy. I'm going to take your words because I love your words. <laughs> pampered my pussy. Um, you look so great. Uh, you feel so great. Um, and honestly, <laughs> it made me feel good and made me feel a lot more confident and comfortable in the situation. And I had a few orgasms after that, knowing that the person I was with was enjoying. Yes. Yes. That's so much of it because, you know, males have their own insecurities. I mean, we all have our insecurities about yeah. taste, about how we taste, how we smell. Is the person, does the person like that? Do they not mm. like it? And, you know, then of course we, in this media 
driven, you know, um, ideas mm-hmm. about beauty. We even now yeah. uh, unpre- have an unprecedented um, preoccupation with how our genitals look. You know, do they look like you know how we our partner might expect them to look based on you know these unrealistic porn images and things like that. Yeah. So we've got a lot to worry about. And so somebody who loves pussy is, oh, that is really getting you right in the door and on your way towards um, really being able to relax. Most More more female uh, patients and friends of mine than males um, really say how important it is that they feel relaxed, how likely mm. they are to orgasm and have a good orgasm is... Mm so much based on how comfortable they are in the situation, how attractive they feel, um, yeah. how much their partner lets them know that they like what what they're packing, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, while we're talking about that, I, like I'd like to sort of mention a few other things that can impact a person um, experiencing an orgasm. Lifestyle is definitely a big one and when I talk about lifestyle you know recreational drugs um, any health issues alcohol this can all impact and you know if you do feel that there might be something medically not quite right then I do encourage people to go get checked up Um, medications as well stress being a big one Um, not being present in the moment can also impact um, a person, um, whether they experience an orgasm or not, emotional distress, relationship distress, um, and we've also touched on um, body image and self-esteem. All these things can impact a person having an orgasm. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, our physiology can too. I mean, we may have noticed that when we were in high school, it was so much easier to have an orgasm or have multiple orgasms. Um, when when we're younger and we haven't abused our body as much, we have these really, really strong, rapid impulses, you know, pleasure signals to and from the genitals when our partner touches us or when we touch ourselves. And as we get older and we kind of, you know, abuse our bodies, we have what's called oxidative stress on those nerves and they can slow particularly with um, people who have type 2 diabetes, for example. But there are things you can do. I mean, eating well is very important. That's what my whole book is about is diet and great sex. But, of course, I, I, I do have a couple of chapters on um, on oral sex and orgasm and, and pleasuring the partner. Mm-hmm. But one thing to that it's a really, really, really important for speeding that nerve conduction and thereby getting better, quicker, easier orgasms is – are antioxidants in the diet. Those have a lot of research showing that. So for example, they um, they have done studies with type 2 diabetics who, ha- what happens in type 2 diabetes is that because of that nerve damage, they often have uh, sexual side effects from the type 2 diabetes, um, you know, difficulty achieving orgasm, for example. And so they they simply added in this one study, for example, they simply added antioxidants uh, to the subjects' uh, diets, and they had they measured how quickly those nerves were firing, mm-hmm. and how strongly those signals were, and they were faster, and they were stronger, and they had more sexual satisfaction, easier orgasm, better lubrication, 
um, all of those things. So it really does work. Antioxidants are, are a really, really big one. And another thing are just kind of getting leafy greens. Those are two very easy things to kind of incorporate into your diet because those leafy greens will have a direct impact on blood flow because they really promote vascular health, you know, to those mm-hmm. tiny blood vessels leading to the clitoris. And when we have better blood flow to the clitoris, we have more pleasure. And that's mm-hmm. been studied quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. And I have to say, I absolutely love your book. And I have been following some of the recipes and also adding a lot more leafy greens to my diet and feeling so much better for it. Um, at the moment, um, in Sydney, we are in lockdown. And um, I think looking after your mental health and physical health is so important. So I'm even more pedantic about eating well, adding the leafy greens um, to my meals. And I've also noticed, and it's funny because I had a practice what you preach moment, Heidi. Um, <laughs> so I was trying out a, a new sex toy and um, I wasn't in a great headspace. I thought, oh, let's just get this over and done with. And I was so frustrated because I wasn't um, orgasming. Like, oh, for goodness sakes. And then I stopped and I thought, hang on, Heidi, this is what you talk to your clients about. Look at what you're doing. Stop. Just stop. You are stressed. And I had to assess the situation. You're stressed. You know, you're not present in the moment. Put the toy away go back to it tomorrow. <laughs> and the next day I was in a much better headspace. I was a lot more relaxed and I was not focusing on the orgasm. Mm-hmm. And, and in a way I was a little bit disappointed with myself because I thought, Heidi, this is what you teach people. And then I thought, you know what? I'm a human being and I'm actually glad I experienced this because I can say to my clients, you know what? <laughs> this is actually the truth. And I know yeah. this because I've experienced this myself. Right. Um so, and not only did I have one, I think I ended up having four. And I thought, oh, my God, there's four. There's four. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, it definitely does work. And, you know, again, following the tips from your book as well helped me as well because, you know, I'm so um, – it's such a difficult time for us here in Sydney and um, looking after my physical health is certainly helping my mental health and the fact that I was able to have four orgasms. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. (laughs) So I just wanted to mention that and I just want to say thank you as well. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. The other thing that I wanted to talk about, which you have mentioned in your book, is faking it, which, Mm -hmm. oh, my goodness. Again, the amount of female clients slash vulva owners who have said to me, yeah, I've been faking it for years because Mm -hmm. I don't want to let my partner down. I I have, yeah, I have so many friends and clients in the same situation. Yeah. Can you please talk? a bit more about that? Yeah. So most people I speak with say that they do it with the best intentions. Mm. They want their partner to feel confident. They, they say, well, you know, I know it's not going to happen. So why make him, usually it's, it's a him. Mm. um, Why make him feel bad about it? And 
So he expects me to orgasm. So at a certain point I do, and then we can, you know, move on. It's just not going to happen for me. And the thing about it is there are a certain, uh, very much smaller percentage of women who truly can't orgasm due to physiological or, um, you know, trauma and other issues. Mm. But many women will then go and use their vibrator after they're done with their partner and they'll pleasure themselves privately. And, you know, this speaks to that greater issue, you know, first of all, by faking it, we're reinforcing that ignorance and that lack of knowledge on our partners, uh, on the end of our partner, because we're rewarding them for not taking the time to learn about our bodies. And I, I'm talking about, I know people in marriages who are in this situation yeah. And so it just, it just shows me, well, you know, first of all, you have to have a conversation with your partner about expectations. You have to let your partner, I I have never faked an orgasm. Mm -hmm. I not once in my life have I faked an orgasm. Um, but I, I never thought that it was this horrible thing if I didn't, you know, in terms of like, it was, there was never this expectation like, oh, you know, this is a failure if I don't orgasm. Yeah. The only failure I view is if the partner doesn't try or if they they, they don't educate themselves and that, that, that can happen. Yeah. But it does speak to this larger issue that, you know, it's easy to make a male orgasm and ejaculate. It's a lot harder to make the, the female body uh, do the same. And mm. especially for a partner who's never had a vulva, you know, mm. that's why you... That's why I, you know, I, I wrote a whole chapter on performing oral sex on a vulva, um, yeah. just to give some tips. And the, the person that I consulted was, uh, my lesbian friend and because she's given tutorials to her straight friends, husbands and things like that, because not only does she perform oral sex regularly, she has a vulva. So she knows what different things feel like. And I think that puts her in a, in, in a good position to, to be teaching it. And, um, she just, you know, has a knack for it. She has a knack for teaching it. But anyways, um, it's, um, it requires more time and effort. And this, this, this is a historical, this is a cultural issue. We've been taught that our pleasure isn't as important as Mm -hmm. male pleasure. You know, the sex act begins and ends with male ejaculation and, and it's that that has to change, you know, um, our pleasure is as important and it's a matter of kindness. It's a matter of equality in the relationship. It's a matter of sexual equality. And it's, you know, when a partner does not take the time, there's a few reasons, you know, it, is this partner just focused on their self? Yeah. Um, is this partner willing to make the effort? And if there's any kind of sex act where, it's okay for one partner to be pleased and the other partner not that that should raise a kind of a red flag in terms of, you know, I'll be honest with you. If I'm with somebody and they have not made any effort to become a good pussy eater, Mm -hmm. I kind of, it's kind of like the same as if I see somebody who's kind of cheap. If I see somebody who's kind of cheap, I think, you know what? That's somebody who's selfish. That's somebody who's going to be selfish throughout the whole relationship. Yeah. And the same I say with bad pussy eaters. And I'm sorry to, you know, I I don't mean to stereotype, but I think this is is a good gauge. 
they're they're going to be selfish in other ways too. Um, that's somebody who does not view you as an equal, in yeah. my opinion. Maybe they need an education. Maybe they're just you know a little ignorant and they just need a little bit of of schooling. Um, because uh, that's you know, and, and somebody who expects you to fake it um, instead of putting forth the effort to learn. Mm-hmm. It has needs a re-education as well. Yeah, absolutely. I totally, totally agree. Um, before we finish up, can you please give a take-home message, a few tips, top tips? I would say uh, that the top tip is to be kind to yourself, be kind mm-hmm. to your partner. And if you have a partner who... Um, if you have a partner who's willing to try, that's, that's all you need. Mm. Yeah. That, that's all you need is somebody who's willing to try you from there. Then it's incumbent upon you to, to help them get there, to help them learn and, um, you know, kind of show them the way and be okay communicating your needs because you do matter. Your sexual pleasure does matter and sex um, is a two-way street. It's, it involves two people. Mm. Mm. And I think, again, it goes back to don't be so focused on the end goal but have fun experimenting and experiencing. I think that's really important. Yeah, I do too. So, Christine, if people want to find out a bit more about you or get in contact, how can they do that? I am on Instagram at Diet for Great Sex. I'm on TikTok at Diet for Great Sex. And uh, my website is dietforgreatsex.com. And they can find my book on Amazon. Yes, get the book. It's an amazing book. And thank you so much for coming on the show yet again. I love having you on the show. Oh, thanks so much, Heidi. I love being here. Cheers. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow me on social media at Heidi G Spot and check out the website at HeidiGCounseling.com. Join me next time on the G Spot because the world is a better place when there's great sex and relationships.